Welcome to the Pursue of Bliss podcast. My name is Kristen. I'm a self-professed health, spirituality, and mindset junkie. You know that blissful happiness you feel when you're just at peace with yourself, living fully in the present moment? That's the feeling I believe we are all in the pursuit of. And I want to help you get one step closer by up-leveling your health, mindset, and love for yourself. Because that lasting and blissful happiness can only be found and created within. So get ready for all things mindset, holistic health, and spirituality. I hope this serves you. Welcome back to another episode of the Pursuit of Bliss podcast. I am back again after another week off. I feel like I keep saying this every time I I come back and I think it's just come down to I'm no longer sticking to any kind of schedule when it comes to podcasts because I find what works best for me is when inspiration strikes and I record in that moment, that's when the podcast resonates the most and it touches all of you and I hear And I hear from so many people how much those episodes touch you. And so I've moved away from any kind of, any kind of force with the podcast, which means that I am not committing to one every week. I'm not committing to even one each month. I'm committing to my intuition, to my inspiration, to providing you with the highest quality podcast, which means to me a podcast with my heart as wide open as possible, which means only showing up and sharing my voice with you when the energy and inspiration is exactly right. Because I'm I'm transmitting energy to you when you're listening to my voice right now. You're receiving from me. And I only desire to be sharing really aligned energy with you. So that is why I've been skipping weeks here and there. And last year I was last year, last week, I was so present in my life. Every day was so full of adventures and waterfalls and sporadic road trips and beach time and nature time and hikes. And, and I was just finding that I came home and I was so full and so happy and so exhausted from being so in my life. I didn't have the capacity to give because I was giving so much to myself, which means that this week I was, I've, I'm feeling so filled up in the past week and a half that now I have the energy and the capacity again to give back to you, to share my voice, to share my energy, to share my heart. So with that said, I have a lot that I want to talk about. There's a lot that's been swirling around in the collective energy. And I know that right now has been kind of a bumpy time for a lot of people whether it's the cosmos or the stars or astrology or energy or just life, there is something up right now and the collective energy has felt really, really heavy. And if you're feeling that, something I've realized, especially I've been doing a lot of Q&As on my Instagram, on my stories, if you follow me, you've probably seen that every week I've been doing it. And I've been receiving so, so many of the same questions. So many people have the same struggles right now. And what almost every single person is desiring from me is validation that they're not alone and that they're going to be okay, that they're not failing, that they're not screwing things up and that how they're feeling is normal and that they're going to get to the other side. 
right? Everyone really just wants to be validated. We all want to know that we aren't the only ones feeling this way. And so I want you to know that however you're feeling right now, if you're overwhelmed, if you're tired, you're stressed, you feel lost, confused, burnt out, sad, whatever it is, you feel like a failure, you feel like you don't fit in, you have social anxiety, whatever it is, you are not the only one. I can tell you because I've gotten just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people coming through in the past month sharing the same things, all feeling like they're alone in how they're feeling. You're not alone in how you're feeling. We're all feeling the same way, but we're all hiding it because we all want to put on this perfect mask to the world because what happens when we show how we're really feeling is vulnerable. We have to actually feel how we're feeling to share it with others. And when we share how we're feeling with others, we risk rejection, we risk losing love, we risk judgment, we risk a lot. And so it's safer to just hide, put on a mask, pretend everything's okay, act really confident. Not to say that there's not a time and a place for that, but I just, it felt really important to remind everyone this week that you're not alone in how you're feeling. You're not alone in what you're thinking. You're not alone in where you are in life. You're not alone in how behind you feel, even though a reminder, you're never behind. You're actually right on time. You're exactly where you're meant to be in life. But almost everyone feels the exact same way as you on the inside. Now, a lot of you right now are going through initiations. And let me explain what this means. So a lot of you, a lot of us are being initiated into everything that we've intended for ourselves. But here's the thing. You have to be careful what you ask for, what you pray for, what you intend for yourself. Because... Of course, you're going to get it, but you will be initiated into it, which means sometimes things that you really care about are going to leave your life, not because you're not worthy of them, not because you mess something up, but because there's something better. And sometimes God is going to ask you to start over from scratch so he can actually give you everything that you really are worthy of. And this has happened in my life multiple times, starting over from complete scratch. And sometimes you're going to focus on alignment and you're going to get more chaos in your life because sometimes alignment looks and feels like chaos because alignment is not linear. And to get into alignment, if you want, you know, this huge quantum shift that so many of you want and are intending for, or you wouldn't be here listening to me, you wouldn't be following me. If you want that quantum shift, you can expect for your life to be shaken up. You can expect chaos. You can expect pain. You can expect triggers. You can expect confusion. You can expect to feel lost. Because when you surrender and you finally say, all right, this is out of my hands. I'm intending for something quantum. I'm intending for the next, my next expansion in my life. I'm ready. I want more ease. I want more abundance. I want more of all the things. Great. But to get there, What got you where you are isn't going to get you where you want to go. And a lot of us got where we are right now by by doing, by trying, by forcing, by force manifesting, by making shit happen ourselves. And that's amazing. But when we try to do that to get to this next stage of our lives, it's not going to work. You're going to end up fighting with your reality. So when the initiation comes, when it feels like there is chaos all around you, when it feels like doors are closing in your life, when it feels like only bad things are happening, even though you intended for these great things, this is the initiation. This is the initiation. You're being invited into deeper feeling, into deeper presence, 
deeper embodiment. Your heart is being cracked open. But if you're showing up in the initiation with the same mindset, attitude, practices that got you where you are, it's going to create more resistance. It's going to keep you in that void, keep you in that initiation for a longer period of time. You cannot force, manipulate, effort, try, or do your way out of the initiation. You have to be in it without trying to change it, without making it wrong or making yourself wrong. And when I say initiation, I really mean you're being initiated into everything that you've intended into that next level of your life with the ease, with more ease, more joy, more love, etc. But in order to do that, some things need to be released. Your heart needs to be opened even wider, right? Because an open heart is magnetic. So I want you to just take a moment and think about what in your life you've been judging as, you know, wrong. What has been going wrong in your life? Where have you been judging yourself as failing or being behind or not doing enough or not being enough or not healing enough? Notice what comes to the surface, what comes to your mind and take a moment and like, let's just, let's just shift these stories right now. Let's stop making these things wrong. Let's stop making ourselves wrong. The experiences in your life that feel heavy right now are not wrong. They're not bad. They just are. And you're not supposed to see yet how they play out for you. And that's okay. You don't even need to see them as good yet. Don't force yourself there if you're not there yet. You don't need to claim that everything is good and it's all happening for you and you feel really good about all of the really happy things in your life. Let's not fake that. Let's not force that. Let's just simply stop. Let's simply stop making it wrong or making it bad. It just is. Same with yourself. Stop making yourself wrong. You're not behind you're not failing. You're not messing things up. You're exactly where you're supposed to be. And as soon as you stop making yourself wrong, as soon as you give yourself some grace and allow yourself to be a human being, as soon as you stop trying to force yourself to feel gratitude for things you genuinely don't feel gratitude for, when you allow yourself to really just be exactly as you are, and accept yourself there exactly as you are. That is an embodied state of surrender. And only an embodied state of surrender can accelerate you through the initiation or the void or whatever stage you're in. The initiation really, it's an invitation into your heart. It's an invitation into what your soul actually desires for you, but your mind may not. Your mind may not be there yet. Your mind may not be in accordance with your soul yet, and that's okay. So your mind is going to tell you that things are wrong, that things are bad, that you're messing things up. Let's shift the story. And another reminder, it is supposed to be hard. (laughs) I think I mentioned this before, but ease isn't easy. A life of ease doesn't mean there's not struggle and there's not hardships and life doesn't get really fucking hard sometimes. It does. Ease means that you are so open, you're so present that you allow, you allow every experience, every emotion to flow through you without resistance. Ease really means you keep an open heart through all of it. 
I know I'm going to get people asking me, okay, but how do I open my heart? What does that mean, Kristen? (laughs) Having an open heart is a willingness to feel, is a willingness to open instead of closing when things are hard or when things are good. Having an open heart sometimes in any moment might just mean you get triggered and you take a moment to slow down and breathe into your heart. You take a moment to slow down and soften and melt into yourself. You take a moment to be present. You take a moment to check on your inner child and see how she's doing, how he's doing. Having an open heart means maybe next time someone says something to you you don't like, you slow down and you feel it instead of reacting right away. Maybe it means the next time someone misunderstands you, you just allow them to misunderstand you. You breathe into your your heart and you feel the pain of being misunderstood. But this time, you don't need to fix it. You don't need to change it. You don't need to make it go away. You don't need to convince them that you're right because you're willing to feel it. All defensiveness, all trying to convince people to understand us, it comes from a place of avoiding the pain of feeling misunderstood, which we also can consider to be a loss of love on an unconscious level. Maybe having an open heart means that next time you say something you regret or you feel embarrassed about something you said or you feel like you made a mistake, you don't try to fix things. You don't make it wrong. Instead, instead you witness and accept and send love to the version of you who feels like she's not good enough because she made a mistake or she said something embarrassing. You accept her exactly as she is. Having an open heart might mean that next time you see something on Instagram that triggers you or someone sends you a text that makes you sad or you're, you're just feeling triggered for some reason. You take a moment, you put down your phone, and you just breathe. You don't reach for the distraction this time, maybe just for 10 seconds. Or maybe having an open heart means that next time you do reach for your phone instead of being present with whatever is moving through you, you notice that happening and you choose to accept and love the part of you that is caught up in the habit of numbing. Instead of trying to change it or fix it or force it or use self-control to make it stop, you just send love there. You open your heart to that version of you who is afraid of feeling her emotions because that version of you is also worthy of love. So truly having an open heart means responding with love and compassion for yourself in every single moment of life. This is a challenge and it's a conscious choice and it's hard. It's really hard. Having an open heart is hard because it means you're going to feel things that you've never felt before to a depth that you've never experienced before. It means learning to love and accept parts of yourself that you've shamed and judged as bad, as wrong, as in need of fixing or healing for your entire life. It means integrating all of these aspects of yourself into one again and realizing that every single part of you is so worthy and so lovable. Even the parts of you that are avoiding your emotions, even the moments when you close down your heart, even the version of you who is procrastinating, 
Nothing can be shifted through resistance or judgment or shame or guilt. We can only shift truly into more alignment through love, through acceptance, through witnessing. You know, because I get some messages sometimes of people saying, oh, Kristen, you talk about feeling your emotions and opening your heart and all of this, blah, blah, blah. But I just, I can't feel my emotions. Like I sit down and, and I just, I can't bring myself to feel it. Like what am I doing wrong? What can I do? Do you have practices for me? And of course I can give you a million practices to help you feel more and open your heart, but that's not what's going to help you. You don't need to do more. You don't need to do more because look at this, what's happening when you say, okay, I'm trying to feel my emotions. Kristen said I should. It's going to open my heart. It's going to help me magnetize more things to me. Great. I'm going to do this. Then you sit down and you can't do it. And then you try to go to practices to fix the part of you that feels like you can't do it. What's happening is you're trying to use these practices to help you feel your emotions from a place of judging the part of you that is unable to feel the emotions. You're making that part of you wrong. You're saying, I'm not good enough if I can't fully feel my emotions right now. I'm not going to be able to attract what I want. I need to open my heart now. And anything done from that energy, unconsciously or consciously, is not going to get you where you want to go. What is the most powerful thing instead? Instead of going straight to how do I fix this? Like, let's, let's not even go there. Let's not try to fix this. Let's actually show ourselves that wait. In this moment when I feel like a failure, when I feel like I'm not doing enough, when I feel like I'm not good enough, there's something wrong with me, why can everyone else do this and and not me? In those moments, let's not try to fix anything. Let's show ourselves finally for the first time that, wait, I don't need fixing. Even this part of me that feels not good enough right now, this part of me is still worthy of love. This part of me just wants to know that she's okay. Can I slow down and be with her? Really, can I slow down and be with her? So instead of reaching for the practices to fix yourself instead, can you accept yourself here? Can you sit with the part of you that is unable to feel her emotions and let her know that she is loved, that we don't need to rush her, that there is no rush actually, and that the fact that she had the intention to even attempt to feel her emotions was incredible. Such a shift. Let her know that you're so proud of her. And I'm using feeling your emotions as one example, but this goes for anything in life where you're shaming yourself or telling yourself you need to fix or or reaching for the meditation or reaching for the journal prompt or reaching for any kind of self-development or healing tool to fix a part of you. It's like self-development and healing can just become this this facade or this bandage that we put on top of a wound to make ourselves feel better, right? Like I can fix this. I'm going to go meditate. I can fix this. I'm going to go use one of those tools my coach gave me. And that stuff is great. And there's a time and a place for that. But if we're using it in avoidance of actually being present with the part of ourselves that doesn't feel worthy enough, it's not helping anymore. There is so much less you need to do than you think you need to do to get where you want to go. But our brains have been so programmed to do, do, do that we bring it to the healing space as well, or really to every area of our lives. This is really what I help my clients with really on such a deep level is unwiring the program of I need to do more. I need to do more to fix myself, to attract what I want, etc. No, you don't need to do more. You need to be more. Be more present with the parts of you that feel like they need to do more. Why do they feel like they need to do more? 
Like, let's get curious. Why do these parts of you feel like they need to do more right now? Oh, because they're feeling unworthy. They're feeling unlovable. Great. Let's be with those parts of ourselves without trying to change them. Because guess what? You can feel unlovable and unworthy and still attract everything you want with ease. And I know there's that like, okay, you have to believe you're worthy to manifest what you want. Yes. Of course, but you can have a higher knowing that you're worthy while still validating the human experience and emotions and feelings of feeling unworthy or feeling worthless. And it's really important to validate that because I think a lot of people rush into no, 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 no. Let me gaslight myself. I'm feeling unworthy. I'm going to invalidate that feeling. And I'm going to speak affirmations all day long telling myself I'm worthy of a million dollars. Because if I believe I'm worthy and if I say it enough times, it's got to show up, right? That's not how it works. If you gaslight yourself, you still have an unconscious program of I'm worthless running. No more gaslighting ourselves. You can have a higher knowing and a higher belief while also validating and feeling the human emotions of the heavy story. And of course, it's important to not get stuck there. We don't want to make that story our identity or attach ourselves to it. It's important to realize that this story is not true. The emotions are valid and important to feel. So this process has to be done without identifying with the story, which is another episode on its own. But until we slow down and allow ourselves to actually be with ourselves, all parts of ourselves, without trying to change them or fix them or make them wrong, etc., until we do that, you'll never know if you're actually manifesting from your pain or from your authentic desire. Because when you're not willing to slow down and be with yourself, it can be really hard to tell the difference between desires that come from your pain, that come from your shadow, and desires that come from your soul. And so you might spend your whole life chasing after things that you think are your authentic desires, but really they're coming from your pain. And you won't know until you slow down and allow yourself to be with yourself. It's like so many people are chasing after and and trying to manifest so many things that they don't even realize they don't actually want. Like your soul doesn't want that for you. It's not going to bring you happiness or fulfillment. And honestly, I've done this. I think we all have. And the more I work on myself and release these stories and the more I open my heart and connect with God and connect with myself, really my soul, the more I release the pain, the more I realize how much the pain was driving me on an unconscious level without realizing it. And no judgment there because it was necessary. It was a part of my journey. I needed to experience all of that and I'm happy that I did, but I'm realizing now there's so little that I actually need to feel really, really fucking good in my life. So much less than I thought. And of course, the paradox is the less you need, the more you attract. But you can't force yourself to need less. You can only feel your way there. And one huge example of this in my life recently is I actually hit seven figures in my business, like a million in sales. I don't know when. I realized it maybe a couple weeks ago. I have no idea when it happened. I don't care. I just, I really don't give a shit, which is such a cool feeling because, you know, a few years ago, this was like my life's mission was I wanted a seven figure business. I wanted to have, I wanted to have an empire. I wanted to be the CEO of an empire. I wanted to have hundreds of employees. I wanted to have a chart topping podcast and chart topping bestsellers books. 
And I wanted all of the things. I wanted to travel the world and have huge speaking gigs. And honestly, I, I could be there right now if I continued. I was on that path, truly. I, I could be there right now. I could be that person. I had, I was almost there. I was halfway there. And that's when I intended something different for my life. I intended, I kind of had this moment of like deep surrender about, okay, something's not right in my life right now. Something feels off intuitively. Universe back then, I still had problems with the word God. So it was universe. Show me the way. I want more ease. I can't keep doing this. I surrender. And that's when God asked me to start over from scratch. And I created the life that I have now. And in this life I have now, I don't give a shit about making seven figures. And of course, I'm grateful. I am so grateful. And I still love money and I love to attract money. But I don't give a shit about money goals anymore, honestly. I just don't. I don't care at all. I don't care how much money my business makes long term. I don't care if I have an empire. I don't want to have hundreds of employees. I want less. I don't care if my podcast is chart topping. I care if the one person that listens to it is touched. I care that my words resonate with the soul of the person who listens to each episode. I don't care if it's millions of people or one person. I care that I'm sharing my voice authentically. I care that I'm doing it for me. I care that I'm doing it in an open-hearted way. I don't care if I'm Instagram famous or if my Instagram is growing or moving backward. I don't care how many people are following me. I just don't care about the things that used to drive me. I don't want fame. I don't want the flashiness. I don't want any of that anymore. I just, I truly don't care. And so when I hit seven figures and I realized that I didn't care, it was such an eye-opening moment for me because I've come so far. There was no endorphin high anymore. And the thing is, back in the day when I was manifesting huge months and every month I was manifesting bigger money months and it was really fun, but I was receiving an endorphin high from the money. It was like this ecstasy almost. It was like this high, almost like a drug. But then when it faded, it was like, all right, well, I got to do this again now. I think a lot of people are on a manifestation journey similar to this, where it's like, okay, I manifested this. What's the next best thing? Or people who are just putting money on a pedestal, money goals on a pedestal. You're seeing all these seven, eight, nine-figure entrepreneurs, you're even just multiple six-figure entrepreneurs on Instagram telling you that you can be doing it too, that showing you that you should be doing it, sharing you know their beautiful flashy lives and all the travel and the luxury. And I'm not judging or shaming that stuff. That stuff is fun and amazing. And I've been there and I still, I still love that stuff sometimes. I love travel and I love luxury. But the problem is there's this culture of making people feel like they're wrong if they're not manifesting the big money. They're not hitting the money goals or if that's not their goal. And I realized that my soul doesn't care about money. My soul cares about love. Love is my priority, not money. Money is actually naturally attracted to me when I embody love, when I am love. So to be honest, the milestone here isn't the seven figures of my business. It's the way I feel about the seven figures. It's how neutral I am. How much the physical things in my life don't affect me. It's crazy. I used to be so emotionally affected by my bank account going up or down or my business going up or down and I'm not anymore because I'm no longer attached to it. Of course, sometimes there's still some human emotion there, but I, I just, my attachment to money is like lower than it's ever been. And I know there's just so many people on Instagram who use 
big money wins to sell their courses and, you know, I hit seven figures. You can do it too. Let me show you how overnight. (laughs) And then, you know, people sign up and they either don't make it happen or they do make it happen, but they don't feel good. And they wonder why. Because oftentimes you're out of alignment with your soul. And I just want to remind you that you're not going to be happier when you reach your money goal. You're not going to be happier when you're traveling the world. You're not going to be happier when you have the car you want. You're not going to be happier when you have the lifestyle of the influencer you look up to the most. You're not. I promise you. I've been there. I've done all of these things. I know from experience. I can tell you. There's a reason I was... I went through everything I went through. My experience was what I experienced. I had to make it all happen to realize it didn't matter. (laughs) I didn't care. Truly, a couple years ago, I used to think I'd be one of those women who would (laughs) celebrate seven figures on Instagram with, you know, some hot pink flashy balloons that say one million, you know, a photo of me in heels and the balloons with a bottle of champagne like you see all the time. Like, I thought that was going to be me. I thought it'd be followed by my empire and it's, it's not me. And if you could have told me a couple years ago that I wouldn't be there, I would have been devastated. That was all I thought I wanted, but I'm, <laughs> I wish I could talk to the version of me a couple years ago and just show her how fulfilling my life is right now. And I don't have any of those things. I don't have the business empire and I don't want it. I am slowly making my business smaller and smaller and smaller. And by smaller, I mean less and less and less and less and less. More simplified. I'm cutting off all of the fat. I don't want to do something. I'm not fucking doing it. And obviously, it's different if you're in a place of building your business. The energy of building your business versus the energy of maintaining your business is very different. But right now in my business, I am cutting everything away. That does not bring me joy. Which really means everything but the podcast. And sharing on my Instagram stories when I feel inspired. Posting on my Instagram feed only when I feel inspired, which recently has been like once a month, I think. And here's what I think I've realized is that so many of us at a deep soul level desire love more than anything. However, we have a deep fear of being unworthy of love. And so what happens if our deepest desire is never met because we're unworthy of it? Right? What if, what happens if we admit that we truly, really want love more than anything? love in in all forms, but we're unworthy of it so we don't attract it, that comes with a lot of pain. And so to protect ourselves, we focus on external achievement because if we have everything else, we have all, all the external things. We have the money and the travel and the luxury and all of those things. Well, it can't hurt so much when we don't receive what we really want, right? So a lot of our external desperation to manifest the things comes from a place of protecting ourselves from the pain of feeling unworthy of what we really want on a soul level. So it takes a lot of vulnerability, a lot of vulnerability and a lot of courage to actually get into alignment with your soul desires. Because it means facing the parts of you that feel unworthy of what you really want. And the truth is, like, my definition of success is different now. I feel more successful when I'm cooking dinner with my best friends who make me feel so good about myself and make me just belly laugh and are constantly providing for me than I do when I look at my Stripe account and realize it hits it seven figures in sales in the life of my business. 
And for me, that is a huge accomplishment. It shows how much I really opened my heart because love is what brings me the feeling of fulfillment and success and joy now. It's not money. You know, I'm still grateful for the money, of course, and I'm grateful for my success, of course, but it's no longer a driving factor in my life. It just is. The success and the money that I attract is just the cherry on top of all of the love that I get to experience in my life. And I really like this is how I desire so many people to, I just, I wish you could all feel it. I, I want this for all of you. This is why I put out all of my podcasts and my message. And I deeply desire this for every single person. This feeling of you get to prioritize what you actually deeply desire on a soul level and still attract everything else without having to force it or try really, really hard or burn yourself out to get there. But to get to this place, to this shift, you have to stop rejecting the void. (laughs) Every time my life has changed for the better, every time I've attracted more ease, more love, it's come on the other side of a void. Stop rejecting the void. Stop resisting the void. The initiation, the void, the winter, the mush. Stop rejecting it. It's here for you too. The void is an invitation into your heart. The initiation is an invitation into your heart. An invitation into yourself because really, the answer you're seeking and everything external from you is within you. But if you're not slowing down to be with yourself, you're never going to find the answer. You're never going to find the clarity. And it's always the next thing, right? Like what is that one thing that you feel so desperate to manifest that you feel like is really going to turn your life around? Because there's always something. For a lot of people, it's money. For me, it used to be money. I caught myself the other day. I had a thought and I was, I'm learning Spanish right now. It's really, really challenging. It's so difficult for me. It's so difficult. And it's triggering in all of the ways. But I'm trying really hard. And I had this thought the other day that I witnessed. And it was like, oh, I would just, my life would be perfect. I would be so happy if I could just fluently speak Spanish right now. And I was like, whoa, where did that thought come from? I have a really good life. This isn't true. But it's always something because I used to have the same thought about money. If I could just hit that 10K month, I would just be happy. If I could have the six-figure business, a seven-figure business, my life would be perfect. And before that, it was, if I could just quit my corporate job, my life would be perfect. When I look at every stage of my life, there has always been something. I remember literally being like a, a 10-year-old child in school. And I remember seeing like the little girls around me and I remember looking and seeing that they, I could see like the bra strap through the back of their shirt. And I remember thinking like, wow, if I, if I just could wear bras like the other girls, I would, my life would be good. I, it just, everything would be good. I remember thinking this because I was really a late bloomer. I bloomed so much later than all, everyone around me. I, I looked like a 10-year-old child until I was like 16. I remember thinking that when I was really young, like in elementary school. And it's like, it's always something, always for our entire lives. As soon as we get something, we project it on something else. And I just want to remind you that whatever that thing is for you right now, right? Fill in the blank. If I could just have X, Y, Z, if I could just change X, Y, Z, things would be so much better. My life would be so much more joyful. There'd be so much more ease, etc. Let's just shift that story right now. That, that thing, experience, person, etc., is not going to bring you what you're looking for. It'll bring you temporary relief, 
that are bringing you a temporary high. And then that same story will be projected on something else. There is always something in the future. There is always something external that we think we need to feel good in our lives. What if you just gave yourself permission to feel good right now in this present moment? Because this moment is all we have. It's like we we tend to put off permission to feel good, permission to accept ourselves as we are right now until we attract or manifest XYZ or until XYZ changes about our lives. But if you're willing to just be with yourself right now and say, wait, without this thing, without changing anything, right now, I'm still worthy of love. Because really on the, on the underneath all of our fears, all of our desires, if we go all the way down to the core, assuming your survival needs are met, every single desire and every single fear is about love. Fear of losing love or desire to gain love or to feel lovable. So once you realize that you are the love that you're seeking, you don't need to seek anymore. And the resistance kind of falls away and the desperation falls away. When you stop seeking, you will find. Or really, you will be found. What you're looking for will find you when you stop seeking. It's like have this image of someone who's just running around, looking, 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 searching for what they desire. Searching everywhere, running as fast as they can to find it, to get there as quickly as possible. While what they're looking for is actually behind them trying to catch up but the thing that they want can't catch up to them because they're running so fast so chaotically trying to get where they want to go trying to find it it's like what you're what you desire desires you but you're so lost in seeking it you're moving too quickly for it to actually find you so how do you stop seeking Stop avoiding the pain you don't want to feel that comes with the feeling of not having what you're actually seeking. Hope that made sense. So the pain of not having the thing that you think is going to make you happy is what you're deeply avoiding. When it comes down to it, we're all avoiding pain. We're all avoiding losing love. But in doing this, we actually self-sabotage. Honestly, when I, when I go back to that visual I was describing where there's someone like running and seeking for what they're looking for and they're, you know, what they're looking for is actually seeking them but can't catch up. What I see in this visual is the thing that's seeking them is them, right? It's you that is seeking you. You're running, 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 looking for all these things you think you're looking for, but what you're really looking for is yourself, but you're running so fast that your true self can't even catch up with you. We're all seeking ourselves externally. We're all lacking in some sort of connection, some loving relationship with ourselves. And so we're seeking, 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 trying to find the thing that can only be found by finding ourselves. It's like I see like in the visual, I'm seeing like a little five-year-old girl just like running running in a field, like falling and scraping her knees because she's trying to run so fast to catch up with you. But you're running so fast, trying to get to where you want to be, trying to find the things that you want in life, that you don't even see her, you don't hear her, and she can't catch up with you. The answer is within you. It's within connection to yourself. But if we're in such a rush, such a hurry, it's impossible to be present with ourselves. What if your soul didn't want 
to be on this seeking journey, on this constant manifestation journey? What if your soul just wanted to slow down? What if your soul just wanted to be with yourself? What if your soul just really wanted to learn how to find joy in the little things? In the things that we think of as mundane. Like this Instagram culture has made a lot of us feel like our life isn't worthy. Isn't worthy of joy. Isn't worthy of living. If we don't have the exciting things. The travel. The luxury. Etc. But what if your soul didn't actually care about all of that? What if your soul cared more about the joy in the mundane things? The joy in cooking dinner. The joy in washing your hands. The joy in picking a flower. The joy in feeling your your feet on the bare, bare ground. The joy in a laugh with a friend. What if that's what your soul really wanted? What if your soul just wanted more simplicity? More presence? You know, actually I would invite you to unfollow every single influencer or every single account that makes you feel like your life isn't good enough. Or just delete all social media for a week and see how you feel. See what authentic desires actually come to the surface. Just be present in your life without any other external influences telling you that your life isn't good enough. Because someone else's is better. When you are actually present with where you are in life without resisting it, that's when you begin to attract more. More magical experiences. The things that you didn't even realize you wanted because it was too good for you to even imagine. Those things don't come by trying to force manifest them. They come when you're so present in your life that you're no longer resisting because your heart is so open to everything. There's no need to resist. There's no need to seek anymore because you're here. You're okay. You're here. You're in your life. You're not resisting it anymore because your heart is open. And this also means no longer abandoning your inner child because so often our inner child is in pain and we seek something external to numb that pain instead of validating it and being with her. But the thing is, our fear of abandonment is creating and attracting even more abandonment because we're abandoning ourselves every time in order to avoid abandonment. We're so afraid of not being lovable that we do so many things that aren't actually in alignment with our soul in order to feel that we are worthy of love. But it's actually forcing us to abandon ourselves, abandon our inner child and her needs, her desires, her emotions over and over and over and over. No more abandoning ourselves. Like what would happen if you slowed down and you were actually with yourself and with your little inner girl or inner boy in the painful moments? It's only by being with the pain, by being with yourself, by no longer abandoning yourself that you can actually realize what your true soul desires are and open your heart to actually attracting them with ease. And it's okay that in the past you had to abandon yourself because you had to do it for survival. In the past, you had to abandon abandon yourself to survive because you didn't have the capacity to be with all of it. It was too much. So it's okay. You can forgive yourself for all of the times you abandoned yourself for survival or for what felt like survival in the past. It was done out of love, but you don't need to abandon yourself anymore because you're safe now. You're supported. If you knew that you are no longer going to abandon yourself, you wouldn't need to fear external abandonment or external scarcity or external anything. 
because you would always have yourself. You would always have love. And your ability to connect with yourself is also your ability to connect with God or spirit. If you're unable to be present with yourself, you're most likely not being present with God, spirit, universe either. The other day I was thinking, I was listening to something and I remember thinking like, hmm, I haven't felt God recently. I haven't felt the presence of spirit in my life. And I asked myself again, wait a second, when's the last time I slowed down and allowed myself to be present without anything else? When's the time I actually set intentional time aside to connect with myself, to connect with God, to connect with spirit, to connect with the universe, to connect with my soul? Your relationship to yourself and your relationship to God, universe, spirit, just like any human relationship, takes time and presence. Are you creating that time and presence? Do you feel disconnected from yourself? Do you feel disconnected from God? Do you feel disconnected from spirit? Do you feel disconnected from your intuition, from your soul? When's the last time you made time and set the intention to actually connect? And this all kind of comes back to what I talked about earlier. The less you need, the more you attract. And you need a lot less when you're in deep connection to yourself and to God and to life. And how do you get there? Intentional time, presence, space, commitment to no longer abandoning abandoning yourself, willingness to open your heart to acceptance, love, forgiveness, and grace when you do abandon yourself because it will happen. Willingness to feel the depth of the pain that you've been pushing away for most of your life. Willingness to surrender to what is, to allow life to be exactly as it is, to allow yourself to be exactly as you are with no resistance. Choosing love over and over and over and over and over regardless of how difficult it is. This is the work. And I say this is the work, but really this is the embodiment. Choosing love and choosing love again and choosing love again every single moment. In every single moment, regardless of what that moment looks and feels like. And with all of that said, I have a few little announcements. I have had so many people messaging me about my retreat in Costa Rica. So, like, overwhelming response to the retreat idea. I haven't been able to get back to everyone. I had an overwhelming amount of people choosing March. It is still in the works, but as I do with everything, it needs to feel completely energetically right before I put it out there for you all to commit to. I know a lot of you are ready to just, like, pay me now and commit your save your spot, but... I'm not energetically ready. It's not ready to be birthed yet. It's still kind of like it's in my womb still. I'll know when it's ready to be birthed and I'll put it out there. But it is still in the works. If you are interested in the retreat and you aren't already on the wait list, you can find the wait list in the link in my bio on Instagram at Pursuit of Bliss with an underscore. If you're interested in working with me one-on-one, I have space for one more one-on-one client. I have so many applications, so, so, so many, and... If you've applied and I haven't reached out and you have serious interest, send me a message because right now I'm really only reaching out to probably like one in 15 applications right now, the ones that I really feel. If I really feel you and your application, I send you a message on Instagram. 
because I can feel if you're not all in, I can feel if there's resistance. I can feel if you're kind of one foot in, one foot out. And I only, I'm committed to working with only soulmate clients who are all the way, 100%, all the way the fuck in. And so I've had some people who like apply and I read their application and I can't feel them. And then they apply again a few weeks later and I can feel them. And I reach out to them when we work together. I need to feel you. I want to feel you. I'm not going to work with just anyone. I don't care if you're ready to pay me right now. If I can't feel you, I'm not working with you. I want to feel you. So if you do feel inspired, you feel the call to work with me, fill out an application. The link is in the show notes or in my bio. But really center yourself. Take your time with the application. And if you've already applied and you haven't heard from me, send me a message on Instagram so we can chat about it. Or even you can send through another application and really, really connect with yourself before answering the questions. I'm not saying that you need to give amazing answers. It's not about what you write. I feel energetically into the applications. But truly, people who give one-word answers, I'm not going to message you. I'm not going to reach out to you. Because I can't feel you in one word. You don't need to write a novel. It's not about what you're writing once again. But the energy needs to be there. I need to know that you're ready. So if you feel inspired, you can send me a message and we can chat about it or fill out an application. If you're all the way in, I am kind of feeling also some sort of group experience. I am not sure I'm going to open the mastermind again right away. I think I might move in the direction of a new project. I feel something else that wants to be birthed. I don't have complete clarity around it yet, but it feels exciting to me. So we'll see what comes through. As always, I'm trusting my intuition and trusting the process without rushing it. I love you so much. Please, if the podcast spoke to you, share it. I love when you share it. It gets the word out there about the podcast. I love when you tag me on Instagram. I love when you leave me iTunes reviews. It just fills my heart. I love when you share with me your feedback and let me know your experience with the episodes. Your messages make me cry when I read them. So thank you for being here and witnessing me sharing my heart. It means the world to me and I love you. Thank you for being here until the end of this podcast, listening to my voice and I will see you in the next episode. Sending love.